For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to former Oakland Raider and current Las Vegas Raider broadcaster Lincoln Kennedy about the Raiders in the bye week, the big win over the Kansas City Chiefs, where they stand in the division, and Tom Brady and the tuck rule coming to Las Vegas this Sunday night, Sunday night football. How about that? Back-to-back weeks, 49ers and the Raiders on national TV. Lincoln Kennedy joins us to talk about how far the Raiders can go this season and the incredible success that Derek Carr has found just one interception to go with his 11 touchdowns and 73% completion rate heading in to week seven. It's Monday, October 19th. Pleasure now to welcome in former Oakland Raider Lincoln Kennedy, former offensive lineman and a good place to start in the trenches talking Las Vegas Raider football and I guess now hitting the bye week here Lincoln. My question for you is after the win against the Chiefs, which I know has got to feel good going into a bye week, a couple of weeks off now after you beat a division opponent, I'm wondering what the calling card is for this team. I feel like this was supposed to be the jump year for them. They kind of got their bearings and got their feet under them with the offense last year. Now they've got some weapons. What does this team do well from your perspective? Well, I think their ability to score is running, you know, neck and neck with the current NFL, even college football to some extent. And I think, you know, for me, the identity of this team is still to be determined because we haven't seen a full month of their full arsenal healthy and together. To be in a position after five games to be three and two is a better feeling to be an zero and five or two and three, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. You probably know a little better than I do, but yeah, I know where you're coming from. And they started 2-0, and a huge win. I think it was a lot of fun for them to get the win at the Death Star at Allegiant Stadium on national TV against the Saints. But you said something there that I think is, is worth noting. This is a team that is capable of putting up points. Now, last week against the Chiefs, the first time they'd scored 40 or more points in a game, but had you told me going in, I'd have said, yeah, I think they could put up some points. They could put up 25-30. I don't know that they're going to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and hold on for a W. What do you make of this offense? What do you make of these weapons? You talked about them not being totally healthy to this point, but Henry Ruggs, a huge factor last week. Brian Edwards, they're hoping he's going to come back and be stronger than he was when he went down. Your thoughts on the offense and what you've seen from Derek Carr? Well, the thing is that it's sort of been a maturation process between Carr and Gruden over the last three years. You know, a lot of people had written off Carr when Gruden got the job thinking that he was going to be on his way out. And it was a little bit of a mixed emotion marriage over the first couple of years. But, you know, now this year, I think they've finally put all the pieces together. You know, Gruden and Mayock totally revamped this roster. They totally turned it over and brought in all kinds of new players. But one of the main priorities they want to have is they want to make Derrick Hill secure. So they address the offensive line. That's why they signed Trent Brown. And then, you know, talking about the receivers they added this past year in the draft, Darren Waller was a hidden gem that was found. Hunter Renfro they drafted as well. They've given them all the weapons as well as a healthy backfield with Alec Ingold and Josh Jacobs. So Derek's got all the pieces around him now to be effective. And you knew the defense was going to be a little bit of a, of a learning curve, if you will. The fact is it's going to take a while for them to gel, and they're still not really there yet. But I've said on every platform that I've been on when it came to the Raiders, they're going to have to score at least 30 points to be competitive in games. Now, when you think about that, you know, you throw out the number, it might seem easier to a lot of people depending on the, the team that you follow. But 30 points in the National Football League is hard to come by. So, you know, you've got to be that effective. And the good thing for the Raiders prior to all these additions was the fact that last year they were able to move the ball. Where they had problems was red zone red zone efficiency with touchdowns. They could move the ball, you know, up and down the field. They would kick field goals. But, you know, you go into Kansas City, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs kicking field goals. So Gruden had to be aggressive. He showed that. And they put up just enough points to outlast the Chiefs. 
Well, it's funny because John Gruden out of football for 10 years, not out of football, but out of coaching for 10 years, right? I think there was a lot of speculation about what his offense was going to look like, kind of using those West Coast offense principles coming back into the game. And I know one of those main and key principles is using the running backs and the fullbacks in the passing game. We know he loved to use that sort of spider 2 wide banana. That's sort of his calling card, right? What made him uh, big as a commentator and a broadcaster. But we're seeing it a lot. He's calling a lot of plays with Josh Jacobs running deep double moves downfield. And he's involving fullback Alec Ingold. Are you seeing that too? It's sort of a hybrid in the new era West Coast offense, but using those principles? Well, you know, along the lines of the West Coast offense, it's a dink and dank, take what the defense gives you, matriculate down the field and put it in the end zone. That's been the philosophy. You take that and you compound it with today's game. You want to control the clock and win the time of possession game. And each of the three wins that the Raiders have had this year, they dominate the time of possession game. So that bodes well for their offense and just their team in general. Adding your running back to his arsenal has always been a staple of his. He's wanted guys that he can leave in there, not only run between the tackles, but guys who could also help pick up the blitz and protect the quarterback, but more importantly, who were good in coming out of the backfield. And you got to tip your hat off to both Ingold and Jacobs because they worked very hard in what semblance have they had of an offseason at getting better at those choice routes, those option routes and stuff like that. And now they become a big part of this weapon arsenal. And Derek Carr likes it because it's easier for him to throw a shorter route than have to sit there in the pocket at times where he thinks he's under duress and throw it downfield. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Do you see a lot of differences in this offense? Because I look around the, around the league, and I'm looking like the 49ers and the Rams. A lot of them are using these like three running back backfields, right? You've got a three-headed monster, and you've got the speed receivers, and you point out the tight end. Sean McVay does it a lot with the L.A. Rams as well. Do you think that that's kind of becoming the model for offense in the NFL? These things kind of go in rotations. It's once defenses sort of get accustomed to seeing spread formations, figuring out how they can generate pressure to quarterback or they can cover it. You know, you take, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs when they try to spread out. You got a lot of teams that are rushing three, sometimes even two, dropping eight, nine to play coverage. And sometimes that little bit of change up, you know, makes it a little bit harder for quarterbacks to function and, you know, get the ball down the field. So these things come in rotations. I think the fact that John Gruden, this offense, if you think about it, they have the ability to spread it out. When Edwards is healthy, you know, that they can go five wides if they want. They also have the ability to uh, have three tight ends, a fullback in the backfield and pound it between the tackles running football. So he's got plenty of options. That helps in the predictability phase because there were a lot of people, including myself, that thought Derek Carr for a while was getting very predictable or where he was going to go with the football on any given play. So now he's got a bunch of options. And to me, it's like Gruden, a kid on Christmas Day with a bunch of presents in front of him. Which one is he going to open up first? Yeah, that's exactly it. And you mentioned the tight ends. They've got one of the deepest tight end rooms maybe in the NFL, certainly in the AFC right now. And I look at the schedule coming up. You get the Buccaneers on, on Sunday night and was joking with our producer, Brian, how many times are we going to see the tuck rule talked about or oh, played God, against Tom yeah, Brady no. uh, on Sunday <laughs> night? Man, I don't want to have to go there, but I'm sure we'll get a whole lot of it against the Buccaneers. But I'm looking at this schedule. Yeah, the Bucks are a tough matchup. The Browns could be a lot of fun based on what they're doing on offense right now. But you look at the AFC West, and I got no problem saying the Raiders, at least at this juncture, are the second best team in the division. Yes and no. The only problem is that you can't put the carriage in front of the horse. Look, I thought the Raiders should have beat New England and New England. Then they couldn't get off the field and stop the run. And they weren't able to score as much. They had turnovers or sloppy ball. Still a young team. And it's one of the things I came in this season thinking the Raiders were a 10 and 6, maybe 9 and 17, possibly, and could challenge for that wild card spot. I said a lot of things have to happen. They have to learn how to beat the Chiefs. Now, the worst that they can do is split with them. 
But this division can be awfully tricky. I mean, how many times have we seen the Chargers, for example, start off poorly in the first part of the season and then on the second half of the season go in gangbusters and start winning a bunch of football games? It's happened. And more importantly, the Chargers and the Broncos, the Raiders have yet to see, always get up for the Raiders. And so they always play them tough. And those two teams can probably get healthy right at the right time, right at the time when they're seeing the Raiders, uh, which would make it difficult. I like the Raiders' chances in this division. I'm leaning towards your comment about being the second-best team. I, I can see that. Like They just have to go out and do it. It's about execution, and, and the month of November is going to be the big one. Buccaneers-Browns, and then the month of November is going to offer you three division opponents. You'll get the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs three weeks in a row. And just a quick note on the Chargers. We've talked briefly about the Broncos and the uh, the Chiefs there. The Chargers are a team to me that's going to – they're not as bad as their record shows. They've lost a bunch of games by one score. Justin Herbert looks fantastic, like he's going to take the reins of that franchise and just kind of run with it. When it comes to young quarterbacks like that, learning to win and finishing a ball game is certainly a factor. Raiders are going to have to go to L.A. to see them first. What do you make of that team right now? I make of the fact that they're extremely conservative when they get a lead, and I've seen it in several ball games. They need to keep the, the foot on the pedal uh, and push the ball downfield instead of just trying to you know run time off the clock. But with that being said, I'm hoping they don't figure it out before the Raiders play <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, right, right. Justin Herbert has been crazy, man. And, and I'm sure the Raiders would have liked them to knock off the Chiefs, but they are just not handling business when they get the lead, as you mentioned. That's exactly right. So, you know, I'm hoping that that remains true when, they, when the Raiders see him. But it's a league where you have to have the ability to score a bunch of points because it's almost like, especially in AFC West, there are times where whether it's the Chargers, the Chiefs, not so much the Broncos because they're run first and then play defense and of course, you know, they've got their issues with quarterback, but you know, you got to put up 28, 30 points a game because it's going to be like a big 12 shootout. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of defense. There's going to be a whole lot of scoring. Yeah, it's been like that. I mean, pretty much around the league. It's a, it's an offensive league, and certainly with the lack of training camps and stuff this year, we've seen a, a defense is a little bit slower, it seems like, at least at the start of this season. Just real quick on the way out here, Lincoln, you're on the broadcast team, man. How's it been out there in Vegas? How's it been calling these games? It's been a lot of fun from the stadium, the brand new one? Oh, Elite Stadium is beautiful. I can't wait for the fans to enjoy it. It's been different because Brett and I have done both home and away games from Allegiant, so when the Raiders are away, we're doing it via monitor, and that's new to me because I'm used to watching live action. So, But other than that, it's been great. I mean, as much as you can be. It's a different energy without the fans there, no doubt, but it's still football nonetheless, so I'm in hog heaven. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that this is going to be like when fans get out there. And I know there was you know, speculation that when there's a Vegas team, they'll never play a home game because it's a city of transplants. I think it's going to be an environment like we've never seen in pro sports, man. I'm excited about it. The response, even though they haven't been able to go to the stadium, the Raider Nation has come far wide to celebrate in Vegas. When the stadium does open up, it will be a definitive home field advantage, I'll tell you, because it is a beautiful stadium and everybody likes new stuff. Yeah, that city was starved for a team. They get the Vegas Knights, they get the Aces coming out and playing well, and now you get the Raiders too. Starting off the season pretty special, I think. They got an opportunity to play some good football here down the stretch. Lincoln, I really do appreciate the time today, man. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks for having me. Be well. Great stuff from Lincoln Kennedy, man. And I, he's right. I can't wait to get out there. I, I probably would have been out there this year. I went out in March to Vegas, got a chance to see Allegiant Stadium from the freeway. But when you get that view of the strip from inside of that stadium, it looks like it would be a heck of an experience. And just wait until we get some of those kiosks in the stadium, too. We can be handling business and then walking right out to the strip. So be a lot of fun when uh, fans can get back to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Also, a lot of fun because of how well the Raiders are playing this season. A big stretch of games coming up Sunday night against the Tampa 
Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash the update, you can receive an all-access subscription for just $1 a month. Sports are back and you won't want to miss breaking stories on your favorite teams. So go to theathletic.com slash update to receive an all-access subscription for just $1 a month. Thank you to Lincoln. Thank you to Brian Smith. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. We love doing this thing for you three times a week. The NBA draft is right around the corner, and the 49ers dealing with another tough test this week. All stuff we can discuss as we carry through week seven of the NFL. Enjoy the week. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday.